This is Picture to Fix It. Hello and welcome to Cinema 7. Today we have a special episode for you, a Pitch It or Fix It. And today we're pitching some sports movies. How about that, guys? Some good old baseball. Good old baseball. We've done uh, Venom Pitch It or Fix It, uh, which we did before Tom Hardy was uh, casted in the Venom movie. And we did it before they had a director. We did a Mace Windu movie pitched or pitched a Mace Windu movie, each of us. And then we did one, or we fixed Spider-Man 3. So this is like our fourth picture fix episode, and I'm excited. So, to my virtual left is John Kenoki. Hello. Uh, I'd like to take credit for the uh, idea for this picture to fix it. To the right is Mara Bakari. Hey, that's me. And I'm your host, Chris Hawk. So picture to fix it is one of our mainstays at Cinema 7. We pitch movie ideas so if you hear those rumors out there like for instance samuel jackson at star wars celebration said that mace windu was still alive so we of course took that and we ran with it and we pitched a mace windu movie all three of us so any type of rumors or just movie ideas that we like or we would want to see we would pitch those movies and on fix it We take movies that aren't really well received or that we would like to see be made into better movies and we actually fix the movie. As you can see with our Spider-Man 3 picture to fix it movie, we try to fix the not so well received but did make a gargantuan amount of money, Spider-Man 3. So that's the type of things that we at Cinema 7 love to do. We love to not only review and talk about movies, we also like to come up with our own ideas for movies. So. I'm just going to start it off right off the bat. Uh, as in tradition. Right into it, rise in tradition. Usually I have the most outlandish pitches, and that is so true today. So today, I'm pitching an American Gladiators movie. <laughs> now, I, just before you go into this, this movie, we, there, was, there was no criteria in what this movie could be about or what it had to uh, incorporate, right? We were yeah. just going a generic sports movie. So. Yep. Let's hear it, Chris Hawk. <laughs> so, I don't know whether... I think um, a 1980s-style uh, American Gladiators would fit better for this style. Like, I know they updated the show recently to 2008, but I never even... I don't even remember that. So, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put this time back to, like, the 80s. Um, I'm going to have updated people play the Gladiators. So, it's... It's wrestlers and football players playing the gladiators. And they're going to be playing the gladiators, not no. themselves. No. Oh, my God. No. No, what? So is this like a TV show, or are you doing like a movie? It's, it's a movie about the TV show. So it's, it's basically going to be like the first couple episodes of American Gladiators, or like the first okay, episode so of American like Gladiators. Okay, so it's like Glow. It is, it's not really Glow where you don't see a lot of the background. Most of the interactions is going to be on the course. It's gonna, I'm trying to style it in like a comedy movie like Dodgeball. That's what I really wanted to see was the, interactions, oh, okay. was the interactions between the gladiators and the contestants. I think when you have the giant gladiators and versus the kind of the average Joe type people, I, I, I was, that's, that's what I was looking for is the funny interactions between the two, how they have to go against men of like super strength and super speed versus and then you got the women that are just so fast and fierce i just i think it would be like a funny fun movie to want to watch it'd be some actual sports parts to it so i'm going to start off my first character um i don't really have any names for him but i know the type of characters they're going to be playing i have the um jason sudeikis he's going to play like a regular guy he's kind of like a family guy he has a good bunch of bros around him that root him on during the, the course's uh, retina. They, um, his bros are Seth Rogen, Aziz Ansari, and Paul Rudd. They play the dad squad that basically cheer him Ooh, on. Those some well, big names. Yeah, this is big names. I mean, there's some big names in Wet Hot American Summer, and they, they make it work. He's, he's not in spectacular shape, but he's like one of those dads that did like track or wrestling and... Uh, in high school so like when they do the introductions for themselves 
it'd be like four years of track wrestling. So my other actor is uh, Daniel Kalua from Get Out. I, uh, he's one of my new favorite actors right now. I think he has the build for American Gladiators. I think he has a good rapport. He's like the way he um, responded and get out. I feel like he could retort with Jason Tudekis because Jason Tudekis is kind of that guy that can just spit out insults or sarcasm like they're nothing. And I think Daniel Kalua could keep pace with Jason Tudekis. Jason Tudekis isn't really an unlikable character in this movie, but he's not like he's not going to be like the heart warmer of the story. Daniel Kalua is going to be one of the main, main characters for this. Uh, my other characters for the female contestants is Halle Berry. Halle Berry is going to be in this movie because I have been, I've been preaching that she should be in more action movies. And I think, I think she has a good physique and I think she has a fierceness to her that I, I'd love to see. And she's going to play like a athlete out of her prime. Early, uh, she's in her late 40s, early 50s, and she's like pushing the, the, the bounds of human conditioning and physicality where she thinks she's as good as she once was, but she's not really. And she's doing this show to prove that she's still got it. And then you have, um, I kind of see her as like a mom. I kind of can see Halle Berry playing like a, like an awkward mom. It could be like Jason Sudeikis is playing a single dad and Halle Berry's playing a single mom. And in the end they end up together. I'm doing it. (laughs) So, Isa Gonzalez from Baby Driver, she plays um, Darling. I think she is a good antithesis to Halle Berry, where she's kind of like a prodigy athlete. She's, like, perfectly built. She's young. She's super pretty. She's like, she's, like, everything Halle Berry was. So, I think that's a good little competition between the two, because she's going to be instantly good at almost everything. And Halle Berry's going to be like almost one step behind her. So there's going to be that little competition there. And I think it's like the old versus new, you know, the old and busted versus the new hotness. Uh, that's, I like that a lot. And I think she, she just displayed a really good character personality in Baby Driver. And I think she's, she's fierce also. And I think that's what you really want to see from a contestant in American Gladiators is you want to see them have character so you could care for them, so you can sympathize with them. So... In the new American Gladiators, Hulk Hogan announces. So I'm going to have Hulk Hogan return and be an announcer for the American Gladiators. He's going to be joined by with uh, Tyra Banks. In the 80s and 90s, Tyra Banks was a really, really famous fashion model, supermodel. So I'm going to have her as those two characters are going to be like the only real celebrities for this show. Like those are the actual celebrities in real life type of thing. Like it's a it's a fake show, real celebrities type of thing. And then you have the gladiators. And John's going to love these gladiators a lot. I, uh, I know. I'm, I'm John, waiting. John's going to love these gladiators. So, of course. I swear I to have... God, if Clay Matthews is one of them. <laughs> Actually, I picked a different football player. But, um, I, I bet have... he is now. Um, so, for justice of the male gladiators, I have Jason Momoa as like a gentle dig towards Justice League. These are the name of the gladiators. <laughs> I, did, I didn't pick these names. So his name, Jason Momoa, is going to be in there. I think he just brings a... I didn't want to do one of those the stereotypical names that they have for his type of uh, race, which is like Toa or Savage. So I was like, nah, that's, that's not cool. So I'm going to do justice for Jason Momoa. I think he can, he can bring out that, and it's also like a slight dig at Justice League. Um, Laser is Von Miller. Von, when I think of like one of the most ferocious players in the NFL, I think of okay. Von Miller. So Von Miller is my football player. For Titan, I have the big show. I think the big show can <laughs> fit into this show. I think he's not very fast, but he's, he's very imposing. So I'm going to have him be one of like those, in certain games, he's going to be the ones that you have to get past or you have to do something involving physical strength against him. That's what he's there for because you need like a, a Titan figure. For, um, for Thunder, I have John Cena. Like, you didn't see this coming, right? Like, you didn't see that. This is what I was talking about when you started this pitch. It's like wrestlers. <laughs> so John Cena, I think, I think um, outside the WWE, John Cena is one of the funnier wrestlers. And I think he can bring that to uh, American Gladiators, where he can, just, he can just say some outlandish, funny stuff. And he can get in your head. He could be one of those characters, and that's why I call him Thunder. For um, Mayhem, my last male uh, gladiator, I have Titus O'Neil. 
And I think Titus O'Neil is just a big, beefy cake guy. And I think he's physical, he's huge, and I, I just wanted him to be mayhem. For my female gladiators, I have, I actually brought back one from the 2008 version, and that's Crush, and that's Gina Garano. And I think she is just awesome. I've seen her in Haywire, and I saw her in Deadpool, and I just think she's, she's, she brings it. So for Amazon, I have Charlotte Flair from the WWE. She's actually like 5'10", and I didn't know that until today. So she's going to be playing my Amazon character. For Storm, I have Serena Williams as another fierce competitor athlete. I think uh, Serena Williams could do some great. I mean, we've seen her in some things, and she has like a playful personality, and I think she could bring that to the American Gladiators. For Siren, I have Beth Phoenix, also another WWE uh, female wrestler that I think just owns any time I watched her. And then for Jade, I have Jamie Alexander from the Thor movies. And I think she is just awesome. She's in the show on NBC in which she, she also... Is that just, Blind Spot? Yeah, I think it's Blind Spot. And I think she's awesome for that. So for the games, you're going to have the, the Power Ball, Powerball, which is the classic game. It's like the first game that's played at every uh, American Gladiator. It's, uh, it's like a soccer, but you play with your hands. You got to get them to goals and stuff like that. You have assault where they're shooting at you when you're trying to get to hit a target and you're, you have to throw something at it while they're shooting at you and you can't get hit. They have the Atlas Sphere, which is like the Fusion Frenzy game where you roll into these giant spheres and you hit each other. And you have Gauntlet, which is like five gladiators in a row that you have to get past when they're hitting you with... Uh, these uh, long logs, and then you have Joust, which is classic. It's like the classic uh, two-baton-type rod thing when you have to knock each other off the platform. You have the wall, where they you have to climb up the wall. You get a head start against the gladiator, and then the gladiator comes back down and you know goes back up after and select up. And then you have Rocket Ball, which is like a bungee. You're on a bungee cord, and you have a basketball, and you have to get into the hoop, and the gladiator has to try to stop you. And then you have Hit and Run, when the gladiators are on the side and they're throwing giant bean bags on ropes at you from the bridge. So I think from this movie is what I want. I just want to see the funny situations you get into from the gladiators interacting with the contestants. Um, I want to see the contestants fighting each other, but also trying to work together to beat the, the gladiators at the same time. So you have a, you have like a moments of competitiveness, but then you have a, also moments of teamwork involved. I kind of, um, aiming this movie towards like a comedy action, but it's it's I but um it can go any way. I just I feel like you you have such a great good group of athletes, and then you have a great group of comedic actors. I think it could work just like how they worked it in Dodgeball, how they how they worked it in like how Andy Samberg did uh he did the Seven Days of Hell with the tennis one, and now he's doing another one, the Tour de Pharmacy, where he gets all the uh, funny athletes to to mock themselves. I just think this could work. This would be a funny movie that I want to watch. It's not necessarily a serious sports movie. And it's, I don't even know if it, I would consider it like a recreational movie. It's not really sport, but I, this is, this is the sports movie I wanted to make because almost every sports movie has been done. I, I almost feel like you have to cast the rock in this. Why didn't you cast the rock? That would have been too easy. I feel like you have to though. It for like the main event, there's like a one final uh, event, and that's the the um, the elimination. And the Rock could be like the main gladiator, and you have to get <laughs> past boss. the Rock, secret boss type of thing. It's like I think that would be cool. And if you don't you see him too. To, like you don't see him to like the end of the movie. Like he's only in it for like five minutes. That would be a good cameo for the Rock if he's not in it the entire time. This is also something like people aren't really going to follow heavily, so you could easily sneak him in there and nobody would know. Yeah, you could even give him a disguise too. Like it could, you could do something. He's got a mustache. Like so, the best part about American Gladiators is like there's it's it's like twenty four contestants over. Like this is only this could be only an episode. So if this ends well and like I think Daniel Kaluuya is going to win and Halle Berry is going to win, so. They could, that would, those would be the winners of this episode. So that's like it, just, just one episode. So if this movie does good, you could do like a second season where they're, when they're the gladiators. Because that's how it happens when you win American Gladiators, you become the gladiator. So there's just, there's just many, many ways you can go 
with this type of movie. Like you could even make this like the end game where it's like they win. This is like the final four or this could be the beginning four. So it just, it just depends how you want to shape this movie. You can have the rock cameo too and stand up in the crowd and be like, Argh! like a <laughs> drunken stupor throwing popcorn around or something. You could have tons of people cameo in the crowd. Oh, yeah. Because I, yeah, totally. I, I wanted to pick something that, that hasn't been done. I, it's, it's definitely different. I guess. I, and I definitely see the comedy aspect. Like, you need to have that to make it something people would want to watch because it definitely wouldn't work if it was serious. Unless it was like a lifetime special. I can see Ben Stiller directing this. Yep. <laughs> or uh, Adam. Okay with that. Or Adam Apatow or Jude Apatow. He could, he would be like, make it all raunchy. On top of this. I don't think he would make it raunchy, but I just think he'd be all on top of it because it has like, you know, Jason Sudeikis, Seth Rogen, Aziz Ansari, they could all produce it too, because, you know, they love those I mean, movies. As long as you can get a, uh, a marijuana joke in there, Seth Rogen will produce it. Uh, we'll make <laughs> all the gladiators do drug tests or something like that, and that'll be a funny joke. Perfect. I'm okay with that. That's my pitch. I, you know, Chris Hogg, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I don't hate your pitch. I'm not, I don't have any serious questions or I'm not asking. I mean, you did go out of the box and basically not pitch a sports movie as you usually do. You did not pitch the real subject. You, you, even yourself, you said it's not really a sports movie. But It's you know, sports-like, you know. That's, that's what I expect from Chris Hawk. A Mace Window-like movie. <laughs> You know, Chris Hawk, I would see this movie. I, I'm actually getting excited about, you know, this, and I will never get the chance to ever watch this, probably. John Cena, just so you know, has Thor hair. That's just, When's the release date? Uh, next year. He's um, long blonde not, hair. Yeah, January, February, March. It's going to be a March release date, because nothing good is released in March, so it has nothing to go against. Yeah, John Cena's going to have long blonde hair, because I think he's going to be like a, like a surfer bro. I just his name is Thunder. Why not make him a surfer, bro? Oh, Jason, what if Jason Momoa is a straight, straight faced as hell? He like he has a sharp. He doesn't have his long hair. He has a short buzz cut. Von Miller has his big goofy glasses on because that's who Von Miller is now. I love Von Miller's glasses. Um, he has, he's very charismatic, so I think he could definitely do it. You know, you know what? Um, I'm thinking here. What if when they announce Justice, and then you see uh. Henry Cavill and uh, Ben Affleck stand up in the crowd <laughs> and they're like, yeah, just us! <laughs> and, Gal, and Gal got it. Like, they're all going crazy for their friend. Maybe, yeah. You could have Throw so many cameos. This is one of those movies where it has like the, the tons of cameos that you could do in it. I could easily see this being like a Netflix series. Def- it could, yeah, if Netflix, Netflix could pick this up. Like, honestly, the show itself is just I think it's, it was outdated when they tried to redo it. Like, it only went for two seasons, while the other one went for, like, six or nine. So, I think there's, like, a, it's like a weird window where that, where that show worked. Because that's, like, that was entertainment back then. That was, like, one of the only things that was on. You have the classic Joust where, like, no one really did stuff like this. But now, you have all that stuff all the time with, like, uh, Whiplash and then, um, like, so many other games where it's physical. So, this could be something that could be done, if it done funny. It could work because just watching people perform physical acts against each other. I mean, it, I, I tried to watch a good hour long episode of American Gladiators today. And I was I was like, OK, this is good for the first 15 minutes. And then I was like, you know, this is this is this is losing my interest a little bit. Who's up next? John Kenoki is John Kenoki. Well, I had a thought about what you were saying. I was trying to I just lost it. Uh, well, you know, oh, well, uh, so I have, I have now three pitches because Chris Hawk, you've just given me a third idea. <laughs> so are they so, individually different or about the same thing? They're, they're all different. They're all oh, different okay. pitches. I have, all right, this is, I'm just gonna throw this out there. There's no details behind it. Nothing, nothing related to it. This is purely based off Chris Hawk pitching a sports movie that isn't sports. BattleBots movie. Oh my goodness. Competitive botting. It okay, should be like it, could... it should be done real. Like it's a it's like the behind the scenes of BattleBots where it's kind of shady and they do shady stuff. Oh no, you this, don't, is you... a, this is highly dramatized. It's oh. about a uh, 
a high school science club entering a bot competition. When you're not and, supposed uh, to, you have to be 21 or enter to older. Yep. Yep. They get their uh, teacher to sponsor them, and he's like a questionable guy. It's like, you know, he does things out of the old. Jack the Black. Order. Yeah, I was Jack. about to say, it's, it's Jack Black School of Rock style. So that's, uh, that's my movie pitch for BattleBots, which is a sports movie now, according to Chris Hawk. Um, my, my second pitch, though, I have two real pitches. So the f- the first one I'm obligated to make because I brought it up in the last podcast. Yeah, you're structurally, you know, obligated. the Tom Brady, the Tom Brady saga. Yes, okay. Yes. So it's it's only one movie. Uh, I do want Joel McHale to play Tom Brady. <laughs> I I want. I don't know that Bill Belichick would let himself be be cast in a movie. I don't think he'd allow him. So we have Ch- uh, Chad Masterson. We have to cast him. The, the stand in <laughs> the league, Chad Masterson. Yeah, we can. Yeah, that's that's who that's who usually replaces uh, Bill Belichick in the Madden games. It's like some guy named like Chad Masters or Chad Masterson. Yeah, he's not so, a part of like the uh, Chad he's Masters. Not a, he's not a part of the coaches' association, so he he doesn't have to do any of that, and he never does because he doesn't want to. So, so are you just gonna do like a young? Hot bod guy being Bill Belichick because that would be kind of funny. I th- I think we have to cast Ed Helms as Bill Belichick. Oh, that's so, good. Uh, because because he's Chad Masters, so it's it's usually like a kind of like a dorky looking guy with glasses is what he looks like. So I, and um obviously you you cast Channing Tatum as Gronk because we want an actual <laughs> actor. We don't want Gronk to play play himself. Um, I didn't really go through a lot of castings with. The, the other Patriots, uh, I'm sure there's some good ones out there that I haven't really thought of, but those are just the ones that kind of stood out to me. Um, I think if you could cast Bill Belichick, it'd have to be like, I don't know, somebody like Kevin Spacey or something. Like, it'd have to be out there where they can play like that grizzled old guy that, you know, just doesn't care. Is this um, about their first Super Bowl win? Yes. So that's going into my plot. So it's, it's going to follow their first Super Bowl run where they ended up facing the Rams and, you know, the greatest show on turf because they were the underdogs. Mm-hmm. I mean, at that point, they, they, I think it was like an 18-point differential for them to win. Like, they thought they were going to lose by 18 points, and nobody really saw the point it differ- Was that really the point differential for the Super Bowl? Yeah, it was like 14, to, eight, was 14 to 18 points. Good God. Yeah, the Kurt Rams- Warner was, he was the Rams quarterback at that time. It was all the, the stars, that, that greatest offense. So, I mean, they, they didn't have a good chance to win. Like, the odds were against them. Nobody believed in them, and they did it. I, what They won by, what, a field goal? Mm-hmm. So I was thinking, like, you could follow just uh, Brady and his initial, you know, drafting and just sitting behind the uh, Bledsoe for a little bit. But then you could go, really go into, like, the we can actually win this kind of style, you know, where it's like, you know, you build up to this big game. You have game highlights. Uh, I think. You could have um, uh, Gronk later on. I just want. I just want to because I don't. You know, I don't want to. You know what? Gronk from a you know, movie about him. It but should be later Gronk. On, it should be Gronk telling the story. <laughs> oh my God! No, no. But from just, a just, fireside. I just wrote this down uh, on the side. I didn't want to forget to say it. I want Gronk to cameo as his own brother. So <laughs> just, just. Because they all kind of look the same. So all, later on, you know, do. when we get to the, the deflate gate portion of the movie, because I'd like to touch on that. Uh, I want Gronk to cameo as his own brother on one scene. Uh, I think Bill Belichick should be uh, Bill Belichick's acting coach because uh, he won't let himself be in the movie. So he's not going to cameo, obviously. And uh, I want Brady to cameo as his own agent in the beginning. <laughs> I, that, I think that just fits him. And we're not asking him to do a ton. <laughs> and this is going to be completely serious. Yes. No, no, no comedy. Of course, well, only only the Gronk parts in the end, but and the Bill Belichick <laughs> parts when he's doing the press at the end of each game, it's going to be unintentionally funny type of thing. Like yeah, or Bill Chad Bill... Masterson, depending. Yeah, just remember, <laughs> Chad Masterson has to have hit the back of his neck bulging through his t-shirt. Oh, we've made a t-shirt specifically designed to do that. <laughs> but anyway, so the end of the movie, I I just want to touch on. Um, how the Patriots win most Super Bowls and, you know, they become this villain because I want it to show both sides of the Patriots. I want it to show you the side that everybody forgets existed where they were the underdogs and they were a team people rooted for because they weren't the team on top of it. They overthrew the team on top of the world 
to become that team, you know? So I, I want to focus on that, and then I want to go into, like, the Deflategate scandal, you know, they're the villains, but at the same time still shed a positive light on the Patriots and what they do just because they are so efficient at it, even though they get accused of all these things. And, you know, we'll end it somewhere in there on a positive note. When they come, back, they come back from the Falcons game? I think you have to. At, the, at, like, at this point in time, that is the biggest thing they've done since. So I think you have to do that and just just paint them in a positive light that, I mean, other than uh, you know New England fans, nobody else appreciates. That's my first real pitch. So you you guys have it. any questions? Joe McHale has got to beef it up. He's a skinny guy. Well, you can, you can have it done with, um, you know. Just headshots for Brady no, parts? No, you just, different camera angles. You can make people look uh, bigger than they are and, you know, smaller than they are. So you can easily do it. You just have to think outside the box. I just think facial structure-wise, uh, he, he works the best. Uh, I've seen some weird castings because I actually Googled like Patriots movie castings <laughs> and like I saw like Ben Affleck as Tom Brady and I was oh, just like, I don't, I don't think I can see that. No, Matt I don't Damon see that as well. I think, I think you definitely got it. And Joe McHale being serious is that would be a sight to see because he, he really is. That's like he's not really in those type of parts. So that's, that's going to be interesting. At the same time, Tom Brady is not super serious. He's goofy sometimes too, you know? Yeah. Didn't he actually play uh, college football, Joe McHale? He might have. I'm not actually familiar. I think he was like a his... tight end or something. That'd be even better if he's familiar with the game. That's amazing. Or toss around the old pigskin. But I, I definitely think that there is a story to be told there. Uh, obviously, it's going to be an NFL Films documentary one day. You're um, actually right, Mario. He did play tight end for University of Washington football. If you've seen his old picture too, he he's like he's big. Burly. Then he's oh, wow. done before. You're, you're definitely so right. He he's, do it again. he's huge. He totally looks like Tom Brady. Oh my goodness. That's what I want my poster. I want Joel McHale's face and a Patriots helmet. I'm, showing, <laughs> I'm gonna show you guys a picture right now, and this is like spitting image uh Tom Brady almost. Is there like a side by side? No. But you could definitely see Tom Brady because the forehead and the hair, like it it almost it's almost perfect. And because Tom Brady, he got he's got broad shoulders. So and Joe McHare, he he has broad shoulders also. So I mean, it it definitely could work. I'll tell you, some people, you know, just when you see them, you instantly think somebody else. And when I first mm-hmm. saw Joe McHale, that's what I thought. Is I thought he looked like Tom Brady. And I'm not like the best face person, but sometimes you just associate people together, and I think it could really work. So that's what gave me the idea for this movie. I don't know how many years ago, because I thought about it when I saw him, and I was like, this could work. When I see John, I see John Snow. That's kind of too see, easy. Yep. That's too easy, though. When I see Chris Hawk, I see Clive Owen. You know? <laughs> uh, don't you dare! T- don't you dare! I see Chris Hawk, on me. I see Tom Hanks. <laughs> <laughs> Old Tom Hanks. <laughs> older Tom Hanks. That's oh what Chris Hawk's gonna look like one day. Guys, if I really look like Tom Hanks when I'm older, you know how I'm gonna how much I'm gonna milk that? How many people I'm gonna autograph? <laughs> I mean. If, if it, Autograph if it, Chris Hawk too. <laughs> you could be a Tom Hanks impersonator. Oh, you know what's uh, you you know what's funny? Did you ever see John? Did you ever see that side by side picture I posted uh, a couple years ago of Chris Hawk and the guy from Bleachers? No, I don't think don't, I did. Get out of here, Mario. <laughs> I thought they looked just alike. <laughs> like, I think you're gonna have to dig it up for the like get the post with this podcast. I will. It's gonna be. The uh, instead of our logo, it's going to be Chris Hawk and the guy from Bleachers side by side. And so younger me was Bleachers, but older me is Tom, is Tom Hanks. That's a weird <laughs> evolution you have going on there. But uh, I'll get to my real pitch, um, my second real pitch. So I, I was serious when I brought this up the other day. I think a boyhood style movie about athletes could be really good. Um, it's it's really a kind of like an undertaking to do that and I think that's what people appreciated about the boyhood movie but the actual plot of the movie was rather boring yes um, it, there's there's not a lot going on it's more like a this is him growing up and come becoming a man I don't think that's a good plot but I think if you strategically shoot a kid playing uh, little league to middle school to high school to him trying to get into college 
you can easily have a really good movie just showing how competitive those environments are because Little League is very competitive. It's like oh, yeah. the parents make it something serious. And you can easily follow a kid and, you know, like how he's into this, but his parents are way more into this. And then that in turn, you know, strives him to get better and better. And he ends up, you know, getting on the team in middle school because it's easy to do. And ultimately, hopefully, gets on a team in high school. See, that's the problem is you have to, you know, kind of get this kid on board with the sports thing because he's got he's to do it or your, your shots are going to be lost. So maybe you have, you know, like, I don't know, a couple different kids experimenting going on at the same time where you could do this. So you want this uh, to be as real as possible. Yes, because I, I think a lot of sports movies do it really good um, when they portray, like, the struggles of these athletes and what they've been through in their life. Um, and I think that's, you know, it's really cool. Um, like the uh, guy we went to high school who had to raise his uh, brothers and sisters, you know, uh, who's, who now plays for the Steelers. I think, you know, people have stories that you don't get to see, but movies do a really good job portraying. And if you could portray a real one to people, that'd be really cool. You know, it'd be something you could definitely uh, relate to. And appreciate because it's real. It's not just fabricated. Yeah, because in in boyhood, honestly, like um, being a part of a uh, you know parent parents who or being having parents, I should say, having parents that were divorced. Um, I realize everyone's situation is different. You know, with um, parents and family life, and you know their parents going through divorces and stuff. But I I didn't feel any relation to boyhood at all. You know, like I, I couldn't connect to it in any way. And I didn't think all the acting was all that great. But I, I feel like with this, you could also show maybe the boy questioning, you know, if he really wants to do it or if it's just his parents pushing it on him, too. Yeah, definitely at an early age, you, you want to get the, uh, the struggle he needs to have to find himself and uh, more about his, his ability to want to do other things, but at the same time stay involved in sports, because that's a lot of what um, uh, younger children and like high school-age people do is they get involved in so many sports just because they want to diversify themselves or they want to do other things because that's not all they're about. They don't want to be like, one-dimensional. And you could get that in here. And, I mean, ultimately, hopefully you get further with the uh, endeavor and you have more content, but you can easily make something out of just up to high school and it'd be way more relevant and relatable to people than what was done in boyhood, which again, great undertaking, but at the same time, it's very boring and dry. But those are just our opinions on boyhood. Obviously, you know, it was successful and people do like that movie, but, um, I, I, it's I also think... a great undertaking in film. Yeah. It's definitely something that's never been done before and is a huge success. I, it just wasn't for me, obviously, but you know, not, not to knock other people's opinions of it. I think, I think this could uh, definitely take that whole film style and definitely um, you know, bring something new to the table and fresh to that, uh, to that type of filming because you know so far we only really have um boyhood for it so and you kind of don't want to see another boyhood but this is kind of a way to to make it fresh again that type of style i guess easily and you can do it with uh, multiple sports even it doesn't have to be just baseball or football you could easily do a uh like a young girl in uh softball and all of that because. Uh, I mean, obviously, you could do it with every sport with a girl, but at this point in time, it's harder for them to get in those sports. You know, hopefully that changes. But, I mean, for instance, I mean, I know a few people that played softball in high school and, like, even college, and it went, you know, like, serious. It's, it's competitive there, too. It's not just, uh, you know, your typical sports. And you can even do it uh, focused in, like, uh, Latin America with soccer or, you know, football, if you will. You know, you could do it anywhere and it'd be relatable to the people who are, you know, dealing with that and growing up uh, almost worshiping those sports in some cases. I think you can also, um, especially if it was a, a girl, you can show the the uh, the the um, struggles of, you know, sexual harassment or uh, 
being bullied for being a girl or, you know, maybe a girl being a tomboy and, you know, stuff like that and how girls have to deal with those type of things growing up. Like, He's try, right, yeah. like a girl trying to bulk up is seen as unfeminine. Is that could be like an obstacle she has to overcome. Like just all those emotional, physical obstacles that come with being a girl trying to play sports. They could be brutal stuff. Yeah, and the, the the important part is you can get all this footage in real life. It's not fabricated. It's things that you know actually happen, and I think that's what it's about. Uh, using the boyhood style of filming is that this was real things that happened, you know, and they're relatable to most people. I like it. I can dig it. My three guys, pitches, guys. These are some good pitches. I, I, you know, this might be our best pitch. It. Did you just? Did you just? Say your own pitch was good because I'm the only one out who's pitched something. <laughs> Guys, these are some good pitches. I really like that one about American Gladiators. <laughs> I guess I misspoke. John, those are some good pitches. Oh, thank you. Now we can uh, comment on Mario's when he's done. Go yeah. ahead, Mario. <laughs> okay, so, you know, when you think of sports movies, you usually think of things like Major League or, um, Indian in the outfield, or Angels in the outfield, Angels in the outfield, excuse me. Were you about to say Indian in the cover? Yes, it's about the Cleveland Indians, okay, so my mistake. Oh I was my thinking God. of the team, you know, and uh, so anyway. you, you know, remember I, the and, Titans? You know, longest yard, t- those type of things. I, I think of the replacements, okay, and starring Keanu Reeves, uh, Gene Hackman, David Dun- Dunman, and... Uh, John Favreau, also uh, Ray's Eye fans, I I don't know how to say his name. Ray, Ray Ray's the lizard from uh, Amazing Spider-Man. He was in that. Uh, Orlando Jones, Reese. Reese. Well, whatever. Um, the lizard from Amazing Spider-Man. He, <laughs> <laughs> they they were all in this movie where uh, it is based off of the nineteen eighty seven strike nfl football strike or when players went on strike and uh teams were trying to find replacements and stuff but pretty much what happens is the players want to be paid more and so they go on strike and then the owner of the football team gets this old coach gene hackman to find replacements and he finds uh keanu reeves who uh used to be a big college football player uh joe or shane flacco and you know, he starts recruiting like uh, John Favreau and um, the lizard from Amazing Spider-Man was like a soccer player. So they get him to be the kicker. Um, Orlando Jones is going to be the wide receiver. If you're not too f- familiar with it, uh, I suggest go watch it. But uh, this is actually directed by the first original was directed by Howard uh, Dutch. I, I don't really know how to say his name. D- Dutch. I- I'm bad with names. Um, he directed Pretty in Pink, The Whole Ten Yards, The Great Outdoors, Grump Your Old Men, and uh, The the uh, Odd Couple 2, or The Old Couple. Odd Couple, I think it is. You know what's funny is I used to watch that movie as a kid, and I forget the name of it. But uh, this movie, the original one came out in 2000, and uh, it made $11 million opening weekend. I don't know how big that is in 2000. John, you're you're more the money guy. What do you, what do you think? I'm not sure, to be honest. Well. It grossed $44 million overall, but I'm going to pitch The Replacements 2, and the whole cast is going to be returning. The entire cast? The entire cast. Everyone okay. from the original, if they're still around, will be returning for the second one. So I have three ideas that I'm going to pitch for The Replacements 2. Uh, the first one, which is The Replacements 2 Second Strike, which is another football strike happens and the owner of the same team the new owner is going to try to recreate what happened when uh the old owner who will be his dad uh got gene hackman as the coach to recruit players and this time he's going to get keanu reeves to be the coach and keanu reeves is going to recruit a whole new whole mess of new people that could be interesting you can even have like a Gene Hackman cameo. Um, you can have the quarterback towards the end of the, the before the big playoff game get hurt, and then 
you know, Keanu Reeves has to go out there and quarterback <laughs> the coach. <laughs> oh my god, that'd be great. Oh, that that's a moment, dude. And uh, you know, you can have you can even you can have them lose that last uh matchup and the team, you know, still rally behind Keanu Reeves. And the uh that was one of my ideas. Uh, the other idea is the replacements to a whole new ball game, which is <laughs> <laughs> you bring them over to baseball. So I was thinking there's a baseball strike and the owner of, you know, who knows, uh, what, uh, we'll say, what's a, what's a team that no one really talks about? Uh, the baseball. Diamondbacks. Okay, so you have the Diamondbacks. Everyone goes on strike. And they recruit, they go to talk to Gene Hackman, and he, he's like, he's like, I don't know anything about baseball, and, uh, but he's like, I got some people that could probably do the job, and he Pete brings Rose. out- Pete Rose. Pete Rose. Pete Rose will probably cameo. Okay. And Keanu Reeves is going to be the pitcher, okay? He's going to come back as Shane Flacco, former football player, uh, going to be a pitcher. And you can have John Favreau come back as the catcher. Uh, you know, Orlando Jones could be like a second baseman or shortstop. You can have a, you can have them all come back and be in different positions. It would be kind of like you know the outcast, the losers. Uh, can I, can I ask for a cameo? Go ahead. Can I have Mark McGuire cameo? Dude, Mark McGuire <laughs> is so unrecognized these days. I think it's because of the whole steroid thing. But I, you know, he was so big. Yeah. John, when we were growing up, he was the Are you Mark McGuire fan? Yes, like he was the dude. I had cards, man, of Mark McGuire. It's like he just dropped off the face of the earth, but yeah, I'm gonna he, look him up he had right what, a, like a beanie baby after him or something, right? Dude, the dude, he was huge in the, in the mid-90s to uh, towards the end of the 90s, I think. Yeah, like I think he stopped playing in 2001, but it was crazy how like important he was and like big, almost... Almost like that Michael Jordan figure of baseball at that time. Yeah, he was. He was. He was huge. And then you know, all of a sudden, you know, with the whole uh, steroid thing, I think, you know, he kind of got re- real um, shunned. And now you don't really hear anything about him, or nobody really talks about him. You know, there was also the whole big thing with Barry Bonds and uh, steroids as well. You know, there's only been a few big names, I think, in baseball. And I, I feel like he was one of the biggest that, you know, no one really remembers. Like widespread. Like yeah. superstar almost. Yeah, like a superstar of baseball. Yeah. Not to derail your conversation. I'm sorry, you know. That's a no, great cameo. Good. That's a great cameo. It's a great cameo. So they're pretty much, you know, going to play baseball. And I was thinking, and this might be a fourth pitch. Might be a fourth idea. But maybe we can cross over replacements with major league and you know since everybody's big on crossovers i don't know i i think it could be interesting and you can have uh howard dutch come back to direct any of these movies i feel like he'd what's his name <laughs> howard dutch i think <laughs> i love D- how you're D- saying D- that name dutch <laughs> dutch howard dutch those are your pitches mario i have one more so the last this idea I had... P- is this your fifth pitch? No, this is the fourth one. Okay. There's a lot of pitches going on in this episode. It's well, crazy. I kind of I came I, up with the uh, Major League crossover kind of like on the spot. Okay. Uh, but this next one I was going to be my third pitch. Um, is actually a crossover as well. It's the replacements versus the uh, inmates from The Longest Yard 2005. Wait, say Wait, that again? God. What? Say Adam that again, Sandler. Mario? Say it again. The Replacements versus The Longest Yard. Okay. It's 2005. So, so is, it, is it the original cast of The Longest Yard? Y- yes. So you got, you got Nelly, you got Goldberg coming this back. Is the, this is the prison, right? Yeah. The so inmates. How, so why are they playing an interleague prison match? What's because going on? Because there's a strike. Okay. And they need, they need players. There's a prison strike? <laughs> no, there's a... <laughs> There's NFL strikes, so they got the inmates from the longest yard because, you know, it was tev- televised. <laughs> so, like, these guys could play football. and um, Okay, I could see it. I could see that happening. And then, you know, the other big team that needs to hire people 
they re- rehire the replacements from the original movie. And it's like know, they're a business at this point. They're like, yeah, we'll do it. We'll come in. <laughs> yep. So I was thinking, you know, why not cross over these two franchises uh, and, you know, give, you know, people a really fun theater uh, movie going experience. You know, it doesn't, it's, you know, obviously these movies are kind of like rated the same, like on all the sites. Um, I think on IMDb, both are rated like a 6.5 out of 10. Longest Yard, though, made much more money than uh, the replacements. It made uh, $58 million on its open weekend. Good gosh. And it made $111 million overall, or over $100 million, million I should say. Cause, but it made, it, made a, it made a ton of money. I don't know. And, and kind of the replacements, I kind of remember being that like fun uh, early 2000s movie that people are like, oh, yeah, I can, I'm going to. Have you seen the replacements? Let's watch that. That's actually kind of fun to watch, or whatever. Or it doesn't take itself too seriously. That movie. Yeah, and uh, you can even in any of these movies have a classic. Uh, First, I was afraid. I was petrified. Like uh, scene when Orlando Jones sings it, and they're they're in the jail. Like what boom, happened you to could Orlando e- Jones? He's on uh, American Gods right now. Oh, that's right. But those are my uh, three ideas for a replacements two movie. I thought it was can four. I ask you? Well, technically four, yes, but so wait, you had originally you had, three. You had one where Keanu's the coach. You had one where he's he the pitcher uh, he in baseball. Pitches. You have one when they go against major league, and then you have one where they go against longest yard. Yes, well, the major okay. league I added, so I don't know if that technically counts. It counts. Can I ask you a question? Go ahead. Why not just franchise it and have each one of these be a movie? <laughs> <laughs> so, so I like the fact that you guys had multiple pitches. So I was thinking what we could do to pitch it or fix it now is instead of just pitching one idea, we pitch one idea and then we have like three branches. Cause like you guys each had like, well, John had like three different pitches for three different movies, but Mario had like a movie and then he pitched it three different ways. So I was thinking like we could pitch an idea and then pitch three m- movies and then pick the best one from each tree. Like I like Mario's first idea better. Than the rest of them, and I like John's boyhood idea. You don't like my Tom Brady movie? I mean, it's it's a great. <laughs> what if it was about Aaron Rodgers? Would you like it better? I mean, there's not really. He's only won a super, won a Super Bowl, and he hasn't really done anything. So that's I mean, all you need. That's all you need to make a movie. I'm telling you, put a biker stash on Aaron Rodgers, and he looked just like Hulk Hogan. Oh my goodness! <laughs> you know, I bet you someone has photoshopped that. I'm gonna I'll look. have Hulk Hogan play him in the movie about Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> <laughs> he plays old Aaron Rodgers. He does it, They have the same eyeballs. Like they have the same eyes. Coming out of retirement, brother. <laughs> hey, brother. Hey, Clay, brother. I like the fact that you guys went like three pitch deep. Like I think it was. I'm gonna start doing that now. Three pitch deep. Well, well I mean, Mario, honestly, I, you know, I just like the baseball one because I want Mark McGuire in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Mark McGuire at? I want to shout out to Mark McGuire. Shout out Mark McGuire. I think he's like a coach right now, like a bench coach or something, but shout out to him. You know, I appreciate what you did. I still have your baseball card somewhere. You know, let's get Mark McGuire on this podcast. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's interview Mark something. McGuire. What, do, what movie do you think he just saw? You think he just saw Emoji Movie with his kids? I hope not. How old are his kids? They're going to be like almost He's like 50-something, so they're probably our age. Do you want to promote uh, Amusement Sparks? Talk about how you're going to be on there. Cinema 7 listeners, this is Mario B of Cinema 7. I just want to give a big old shout out to Amusement Sparks. If you dig amusement parks, you like going to them, if you like to make your own and use your imagination, if you just like coming up with random things, pitching whatever, just like we're doing on this episode, well, check out the Amusement Sparks podcast hosted by Andrew. Check out seasons one and two, and be sure to check out season three in November, where Cinema 7, Chris Hawk, and John Kanoku will be a guest on a featured episode. So go on down to Amusement Sparks, because you'll have a great time. Do we want to say whose movie we would see the most before we do any of that? Oh, yeah, let's do that. Chris Hawk, talk, Chris Hawk say that. I thought we were just going to pick the best pitch for each person, if you like that Chris idea. Hawk- Chris Hawk, you pitched one movie. Yeah, I know. I didn't, I didn't realize you guys were going to go pitch-tastic over here. 
I'll be honest, I just came up with my pitches right here on the spot. Like, minus the Brady movie, that boyhood thing. I texted you guys that yesterday, and I was like, I'm, that's my pitch. <laughs> I was going to do an Olympics movie. I, I, was gonna, I was thinking about that. Which sport? Curling? Uh, not curling. It Ice to meet you. Ice to meet you. <laughs> I was thinking soccer, because there's Water not really polo. a lot of soccer. Like, uh, the U.S. women's soccer, because they won. So I would probably would have done, I think it was 2012 they won. So I probably would have done a movie about the 2012 soccer team or the one with Mia Hamm or one of those. Porter Polo, 3D experience, IMAX. Like 4D, you get wet. I was talking to my brother and I was telling him, or I was talking to him earlier and I was telling him we were doing sports movie pitches. And I said, Chris Lock's probably going to do something crazy like Water Polo because he sits <laughs> out of the box. And he goes, Marco Polo. <laughs> and I was like, a Marco Polo movie? That should oh, be my pitch. <laughs> Are we going to pinch uh, ancient history movies now? Pinch? We're going to pinch them. Yeah, pinch. You what's know, our, pinch. What's our, are we doing a Doctor Doom movie next? Is that what we're doing? I think we have to do a Doctor Doom movie. We're, we're obligated to <sighs> yeah, with the sir. announcement. Our next pitcher fix it will be a pitch of the uh, upcoming, or it will be an idea of the upcoming Doctor Doom movie slated for 2019. The uh, well-received Doctor Doom movie that everybody wants. Yes. <laughs> Let's pick. All right. I'm going to pick two of y'all's because y'all pitched seven movies together. I'm going to pick The Boyhood, and I'm going to pick The Replacements with Keanu as the coach because I think that's good character growth for Keanu. Uh, personally, I will say that Chris Hawkeye would see your movie. Um, much like the Jumanji remake that is happening, I think it would be funny and a good character interaction. That's the only reason I think that new Jumanji will actually be good is because of The Rock and Jack Black and Kevin Hart. Um, what about barfed. your Bay? What about Bay? Your Karen Gillian Bay? Yeah, I, I'm, you know, she's there, but she's not blue in this movie. <laughs> That's true, you know. Gotta have that blue skin tone. This is the best joke ever. I would see your movie, but uh, I gotta go with my boy Mark McGuire. <laughs> What if, just, what if I just? What if I pitched a Mark McGuire biopic? I would have. I would have quit right there. I wouldn't even give my pitches. That's what I should have pitched. You should have pitched. This is revelatory for all of us. So out of my three, I'd pick the longest yard. Cross over your own movie. Um, out of John's. I would definitely pick, uh, I'd probably pick the, the Patriots one, because I can see them doing that over, I just feel like they wouldn't do the boyhood one, even though I would personally love to see, like, the boyhood-style sports movie growing up in, from Little League on and stuff like that. I, I would personally watch the heck out of that. I think that'd be a great idea, you know, but I, I feel like they're just like, maybe it's coming. We don't know. Oh, my gosh. We'll have to wait X amount of years, so who knows? <laughs> yeah. And Chris Hawk, I, I would much rather see uh, American Gladiator as a TV series, but in the style of Glow on Netflix. I could dig that. But I would, Next time. I'd, I still like your pitch. I, I love it. I think I, think I would see it. I, I, I can easily see them doing something like that in the style like Dodgeball and stuff. Like, I, can, I can see them doing it. I just want to see John Cena beat someone up, really. Well, he's going to beat up Transformers and Bumblebee. Oh my gosh, we're done. We're done. Mario, where can we find us at? Uh, but we're, uh, we're Cinema 7 Podcast, if you haven't uh, heard already or you know, looked at the name before you uh, clicked play. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Cinema, the number seven underscore podcast. You can find us on Instagram at Cinema 7, that's the number seven E-V-E-N underscore podcast. That's Instagram. You can find us on Facebook at uh, Cinema 7. Just type in Cinema, the number seven E-V-E-N. Obviously, you have to have a space between Cinema and the number seven. You can, fi- you can find us, you know, if you're listening to us on iTunes, definitely rate and review us. That would definitely help us out and help us grow. Uh, get us noticed on iTunes. I feel like I- I'm trying to put out the go- the the goal of getting 10 reviews. I feel like 10 or higher is where iTunes kind of recognizes you. But I, I mean, I could be wrong. I don't know. That's what it seems like. We're so uh, close. 
We're so, so close. close. To the We're at eight. So close to the singularity of when we become super mega stars, guys. So, <laughs> so as we just need your support, our Cinema Seven fans. We yeah. just need your support. We need your support. Tell your friends. Tell your friends, tell your friends. friends. Tell your mom and dad. Tell your mommy and mommy and Grammy. Your auntie and uncle. Tell Put it mom. on the radio for your grandfather. Yep. Yep. Uh, you can also listen to us on SoundCloud. Uh, you can listen to us. I mean, if you prefer any of these other ones, if you're not listening to us on them already, you can listen to us on Cast Crunch. You can listen to us on Stitcher, the Stitcher podcast app. Uh, we're on Google Play for Android users. So if you're using an Android, uh, definitely look us up on Google Play. As long as Chance the Rapper is holding up SoundCloud, we'll be on there. That's true. We could, uh, depending on uh, the look of SoundCloud, we could be uh, migrating. And the next, can we get a chance to rapper on this podcast? I yeah, can we? SoundCloud. Do you want me to add him and see if he actually responds? Yeah, we should message uh, him and be like, "Yo, Chance, can we get you on our podcast since you, you saved SoundCloud?" Tweet Mark think, McGuire too. Do you think a DM? <laughs> do you think a DM or an at would get you better? Like, because a DM's more personal, but you probably gets a lot of DMs from everyone. I would, you know, DM him. You want to be on a podcast? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, grab um, my, my grab. Slide into his DMs. Oh, check out our Patreon. You could uh, donate as little as a dollar. There's uh, $5, you get a sticker. Uh, $10, you can come and be a guest on the podcast, which is uh, pretty dope if you ask me. You're definitely, um, definitely dope. $20, I believe we send you a t shirt, a Cinema 7 t shirt. So definitely support the podcast on Patreon. And it's pretty nice quality t shirt, guys. These aren't no. This ain't no your mama's shirt. This is your shirt that you would actually buy. And it's comfortable. It's real comfortable. So, uh, yeah. Podcast. Podcast. So, we at Cinema 7 want to thank you always for listening with us, for watching with us, for exploring with us. Well, thanks to Mario's mom for supporting us during the Patreon. Thanks, Mario. Thanks, me. And uh, thanks eventually, Chris Hall. Yep. (laughs)